Here we go. Hello, hello, and welcome to the Rock Metal Podcast. I'm your host, John Harris, and today on the Rock Metal Podcast, we have a blood rust. You have to say it like that. Blood rust. <laughs> blood rust has a new album called Burning of Eons, which was released uh, just at the end of 2020. And right now I'm being joined by Richard to share some more information about what he has got going on, what is going on in this record, what his big, huge, ambitious, massive, throbbing plans are for Global Takeover. So, Richard, <laughs> welcome to the show. <laughs> Hello, thank you. Welcome. Thanks for having me. Absolutely great to have you on. You know, the funny thing is, um, I don't know, maybe technology is getting better. Maybe people are getting better. Maybe this is just your place, your time. But I did not know it was a one-man thing. Uh, usually you can tell these things. As soon as you bring up the tracks, you're like, this is one guy in a basement somewhere. Um, didn't get that uh, vibe. I'd like to uh, thank you. No, I'd like to thank probably Dean, the guy that did the production for the album. Um, he spent a lot of time probably making sure it didn't sound like a one-man guy in a, in a, in a basement somewhere um, bashing away. So, so that was quite nice. Um, yeah, it's good to hear that it sounds like a full band rather than, than just myself. And it makes it all worthwhile in many ways. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, I guess take us through that. Was it you just reached a point where you said, screw it, I can't find people, I'm just going to do it myself and we'll see where it goes kind of thing? Yeah, pretty much. I mean... I'd started this project about 10 years ago and it's just been kind of bubbling under on and off. Um, I've moved around a bit with work, so I've never kind of really sort of sat so long enough to, to get into a scene as such. Um, and I started taking guitar lessons with, with the guy that produced it, Dean Larson, just to try and break some bad habits um, that I've got with my playing. And just last year I said, you know what, I'm going to write some songs Um and see where it went from there. So I just, you know, used used basic door and stuff on on, on my machine and just went from there. Played a few tracks with a few people. The feedback was was positive, and then it was like, right, okay, I've got to find a vocalist. And that didn't pan out, so it ended up me doing the vocals, uh, which is actually my first time ever doing vocals. So um, I'm quite happy with that. Um, I'm not a solo soloist when it comes to guitar work. So Dean who obviously who produced it was like i'll do him um and yeah he did a fantastic job um which i think obviously helps because it's a different style of playing it's a different feel um so yeah and that's pretty much how it went and i do want to turn it into a full-time band when i'm not in the falkland islands because there's not much of a metal scene down here probably can count on a hand maybe two the amount of people i know that are into metal down here so <laughs> not the easiest cool now i'm actually doing a bunch of research right now on the falkland islands because uh, I know I've heard of them, but I had to like, boop, where are they? Uh, it looks like you, and you mentioned hurricanes. So as, as, when I heard your accent, I was like, but there aren't hurricanes that far north. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so it's like, okay. So it turns out that uh, you're actually pretty far south right now. You are, it looks like right by Argentina. Yeah, yeah. To the south of, of where I am at the minute, once you clear land, there's nothing but sea to Antarctica pretty much. So um when the wind from there or the wind from Patagonia comes in, it is very strong and very cold. I bet. I bet. This is fantastic. And I also just finished watching some Netflix stuff on, on pirates. So, uh, okay. Yeah. I don't, are there pirates there? Were there pirates? Are you a pirate? Is uh, that what's, I'm, is, I, I, I'm, I'm, ex, I'm actually ex Royal Navy, but I wouldn't say I'm a pirate. <laughs> um, uh, not, not, you know, 
Um, I wouldn't say it's probably the best place to be a pirate down these parts, unless you like sheep or penguins. Um, so, yeah, probably not the best place to be a pirate. It'd be quite a poor pirate if you were down this way. Yeah, and I'm looking at a picture of these penguins. They're very unique penguins. They're not the the really um, cute, fluffy penguins that um, you kind of think of. Uh, some of them, the kings, the kings are quite quite cute and cuddly, but the, the rock hoppers are one of the funniest ones, the small ones that live on cliff faces, and they bounce up and down. And they're, they're, they've, got, they've got a bit of attitude about them. They're, they're quite cool. Wow. Very cool. You could have started penguin metal. Um, <laughs> <laughs> a mosh pit full of penguins. Yes, mosh pit full of penguins. Because uh, there's <laughs> all, all different kinds of metal at this point, but nobody's done penguin metal. So Perhaps that's the genre to, to take over, penguin metal. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Now, so you did this in your home studio in the Falklands, produced and mixed by Dean Thompson in Cyprus. Because uh, Cyprus, yep. Cyprus is then... I don't want to call it the other side of the world, but I guess maybe it could be. Um, it's the end of the Mediterranean, so so yeah, it's it's fairly far away from here. Yeah, how did you get in touch with uh, him over in Cyprus? Uh, I used to live there before living here. I lived in Cyprus, um, and he played in a sort of punk covers band, um, and I got to know one of the guys in there, um, and just saying he was a, a guitar teacher. Um, mm-hmm. I said, took a few lessons from him and, and then found out he's actually a really good producer. So it made sense to, to sort of stick with somebody that, that I know and somebody that also knows what I can do and, and can help push me to, to produce, you know, better guitar tracks, better songs. So, so yeah, just, just that really. Mm-hmm. So you actually are James Bond. <laughs> I wouldn't go that far. My middle name's James, but that should be closer. That's true. That's true. <clears throat> um, I don't know. Kind of interesting. Does does your travels around the world, like going from say Cyprus to to the Falklands, um, did that show up anywhere in this record? Um, probably not that way. Um, obviously, you know, with accent. I'm I'm from from the UK originally. I've lived in Germany before Cyprus. Um, you know, so but I wouldn't say I brought any 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 sort of musical ideas from, from Cyprus with me. Um, there's many guys that can play that sort of stuff better than I can. Um, what I what I class what I write is very meat and potatoes sort of extreme metal. There's nothing flashy about it. You know, it's just uh, fairly straight to the point and trying to get you know a a song out of it rather than something that is all over the place. Um, so, is there a theme or a concept or a general idea to to the album Burning of Eons? Uh, I think probably the closest would be just just picking up the the, 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 the typical um, typical metal thread of being able to talk about war and death and things. Um, you know, I've been around the military most of my life, so it's something that you know I grew up you know reading war books, watching all the war, war films. Um, as a teenager playing um, war games and stuff. So it's something that I'm guessing probably is, is I find easy to sing about because I've got a half-decent wealth of, of knowledge in the background to, to draw upon. Um, yeah, I don't really do political songs because there's other people far more better lyricists and far more interested in politics and what's going on in the world than, than to write about than that. Um, so, yeah, I kind of stick with stick with what I what I know, I wouldn't say, you know, it dwarf death and that doesn't interest me as such, but it's just an easy sort of way to bring concepts in and things. Mm-hmm. 
I think it brings up a lot of interesting, but potentially personal questions. You can always just say, John, no. And then you hit me on the head with a newspaper. <laughs> um, <laughs> being ex-Navy, I guess the question is, were you then active in the sense that, you know, you've actually pulled the trigger on somebody in some way, albeit the button that causes, you know, some, some ship to go down or, you know, personally something like that, where maybe some of these stories are a little more real than we, uh, maybe have initially thought. Uh, not, not in my past now. And we're talking 20 years ago. Um, yeah, I did go to a few dodgy areas in the world. Um, but, but nothing, nothing, nothing like a lot of guys, been through over the years um you know i've been quite fortunate i'm just like you know my dad was in the first gulf war and things i've had grandparents that were in the second world war but i was lucky enough that when i was serving um also all the major conflicts that were going on at the time had sort of ceased as such you know there was lulls between the, the, the gulf wars and stuff so i i count myself quite lucky i was never in that position Hmm. okay so you got like a big family history then of uh active military service yeah, uncles and aunties, um, both British Army and the Royal Navy, um, and then obviously grandparents in the Second World War and things. So, so yeah, there's, there's been a few of us. Mm-hmm. Okay, so we got war, we have death. I also see this keyword that belongs in metal permanently is betrayal. So, is there relationships that are going awry in the midst of this war and death in the burning of eons? No, no. Like I said, I. I I like to read a lot of fiction, um, and, and growing up, I was one of those, those probably sort of quite sad kids that used to play Warhammer and stuff. Um, and nowadays, there's just such a fantastic story they've written about it that it's quite easy to go in and just go, ah, oh, that's quite a decent little bit of a story, and then sort of read into what it is and go, actually, that's you know, you can actually write that about something completely different. Um, and it's one of those just happens sort of that. The way it came out and, and the lyrics taken from this sort of short story I've, I've read um, that worked quite well as like, well, actually, that's betrayal in there. Mm-hmm. Um, like I said, I, I don't find it easy to, to, to really write lyrics about personal things um, and, and, you know, world events and stuff. It's all got to be either things in the past or or, or fiction. I find it easier to to, to relate it in, in that way. Um, and, you know, things like the, the title of the album, Burning of Aeons, you know, the lyrics in that in that sort of song just basically highlight the fact that all mankind seems to want to do is is either destroy itself or destroy the planet or something else. We're, we're, we're unable to sit there and go, do you know what? It's just quite cool. Let's just stay where we are, people. Let's just, you know, let's stop this <laughs> burning of the forest and try to invade somebody else some more. Let's just chill out. We don't seem to be wired that way, so it's, it's quite easy to, um, you know, that was quite an easy song to write. The lyrics did kind of really, I think it was like an hour and the lyrics were done. Um, bar a few sort of changes when I came to record the vocals, but nothing major. Yeah, you know, it's one of those songs that, that did write itself. But most of the, my lyrics, once I start going, they do kind of quite quickly fall, fall enough that I can demo a song completely and go back and change phrases or or lines if the perhaps they don't line up properly. Um, whereas I think if you're writing maybe more personal lyrics or things, you tend to probably dwell on them a bit more and to and whatnot, you know. Or people that write deliberately ambiguous lyrics again that involves far too much thought patterns for me to, 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 to do that sort of thing. You said it was the first time doing vocals. What was that process like? Um, yeah, it was different because I couldn't, couldn't find any. I didn't really want to sort of go on the internet and try and find anybody else. Cause I'd written these lyrics and I thought, well, I might as well try and sing them. Um, 
so it was just basically, you know, standing up to the mic. I can't sing with people in the house or, you know, I, 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 again, I'm still not sure if it's singing or whatnot. You know, I, basically I'd, at lunchtime at work, I'd come home and shut the door and, and attempt there, you know, send, send the track to Dean and he'd go, yeah, maybe, maybe if you've got no technique or, eh, you know, so a bit of YouTubing, a bit of, you know, how, how, how to sound like you're in a death metal band scenario. Um, <laughs> You know, and then some hefty production, I think, to to get rid of all the uh, all the, the the strange noises that come out the human human voice that you don't want to hear on a record. Um, and you know, I'm I'm still not very comfortable singing now. Um, I still don't do it with people in the house. Um, but I think my voice is is you know I'm starting to get a bit more of a grip on on what it is I'm trying to sort of achieve sound wise. Um, so yeah, it was a bit of trial and error. And I think the vocals, the album, I think I did them all in the day. I think yeah, I did. I did my birthday last year. Um, I had a day off work. I spent the whole entire day tracking vocals, so I couldn't speak very well at the end of the day. But it, I think it was worth it. Mm-hmm. What did you take away from? You mentioned like some YouTube videos. What did you take away from it that was successful for you? That you know, knowing what I know now, what what did you take away? Um, that the microphone's there for a reason. You know, you don't have to suddenly sound like you're trying to sing unaided to Wembley Stadium. You know, the microphone is there to pick up the sound and and do it all. Um, and, you know, if you've done a couple of vocal lines and your voice is starting to feel scratchy, your throat's feeling scratchy, yeah, perhaps you're doing something wrong. Um, I've still got a long way to go on breathing techniques so I can attempt to hold longer notes and stuff, but that's all, all trial and error. You know, I'm still not sure going forward if I turn this into a proper band, whether I'll sing or just play guitar, I'm not sure um, yet maybe a, a vocalist with a bit more confidence than he would be here. Yeah, maybe a better way to go on a live front. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now, a couple of tracks <clears throat> that we were going to focus on today is Novichok and then obviously the title track. Um, yeah. So I guess maybe take us through that. Why? Obviously, well, the title track is a title track. We have to talk about that. There are rules, yeah. Richard. Um, but why Novichok? What's going on with this track? Um, when I'm, when I'm back in the UK, I live in Salisbury. So obviously in Salisbury 2008, they had the, uh, the poisonings of the, the Russian spies um, in Salisbury. Um, and I knew that was going on because sort of on Facebook as you are and friends. I was starting to sort of post some strange stuff going on. Like, you know, there's, there's, there's people that have overdosed or whatever on, in, in the maltings or there's, you know, there's police everywhere and stuff. So I just found that quite interesting, um, you know, what was going on and, it's probably only political or vaguely political song I've written about that. And it's not really about the, the events. It's more about just a bit of a, you know, we, we all see this, the certain person in charge of Russia who, you know, nice big smiles and warm hugs. But if you look at how many people he's taken out because they don't like, he doesn't like them or don't like what he's doing, he's actually quite a dangerous man. Um, and that really is just probably using that, that, that title of what happened just to, just to highlight that really. Like I said, you know, Luckily, I'm well down in this food chain of people he wants to get rid of as political opponents. Um, but, but you know, it's uh, it was some it's like it's where it's where I live in the UK when I'm back, and I've got a lot of friends there. So it's just like a, almost like a little nod back to to where I live, really. Mm-hmm. Salisbury. Do they have? Is that where the steak comes from? Salisbury steak. See, that's a weird one. I had never heard of that till about last year, and I was watching some American crime program, and the guy on death row's last word, last meal was a Salisbury steak. And I was like, what is one of them? Never heard of it. It's like, ah, so it's a beef burger with gravy. Okay, that's cool. I can, I can live with that. Yeah. So, yeah, so I was completely unaware that there was actually a dish um, called a Salisbury steak. So, so yeah, that was a, a, a novel one for me. Mm-hmm. Basically just meatloaf with gravy on it. Yeah. 
Yeah, it doesn't sound half bad. No, no, it's um, <laughs> a, I would call it a comfort food. Ah, marvelous. Thanks. Yeah, yeah, you have Nothing it with, with that. Yeah, you have it with mashed potatoes. Uh, if you go to like a a diner or an old enough restaurant, you might find it on the menu. But that's like you're talking like old school at this point. Probably, <laughs> probably have a slice of apple pie when you're done. And oh, blimey! Yeah, the waitress's name is probably Flo. <laughs> uh, cool. All right, so we've chatted about penguins. We've chatted about traveling the world. We've chatted about guitar lessons. We've chatted about your time of Deutschland. We've chatted about your time. Uh, in Cyprus, and now in uh, the Falkland Islands, we've chatted about. Did I mention penguins? I think we chatted about penguins. We chatted about. Yeah, we've got lots of penguins. Yep. Um, the the record as a whole. Um, kind of an interesting question, Richard. Being, you know, okay, so you're taking guitar lessons. You're you've got these ideas. This is kind of a lot of work. What I guess is your intent. Yes. What is your intention in, in releasing this? Is it just to release it to the world? Because you're actually now you're not just putting it up on Spotify and walking away. Like you're actually hiring promoters to get interviews and talk to people in Canada. So, I, I, I said it's, it's on Bandcamp. It's pretty much any place you can get it at the minute. And I think if you're writing music, you might as well put it out there for people people to listen to. Um, and quite a lot of people that have bought it and, and other people said actually. It's not a bad album. So that's like if people, other people, apart from like your friends, go, yeah, great, great, great songs, mate. Um, think it's <laughs> worth other people hearing. Then, then just you know, a little bit of time, a little bit of time, you know, speaking to other people, getting a little bit of help here and there to try and get it out there. You know, we, we all know there's 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 no there's there's no there's no money or there's no career prospects in in, in music these days. So it's purely a purely a hobby. Um, but yeah, I, you know, I think the songs are good enough that other people should hear them. So. Yeah, why not put a bit of time and effort into to get and speak to people like yourself and 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 just trying to get 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 it out there to others. Mm-hmm. Boom. Well, Richard, is there anything that we missed that we were supposed to chat about that you were hoping that I was going to ask and I didn't? Uh, I don't think so. I mean, you know, the album's out. People are listening to it. You know, uh, in all fairness, the second album's pretty much written. <laughs> um, I've started writing the second album before the first one was even out. Um, you know, I've got seven, probably another seven tracks out of, I think I write about 14, 15, kind of tracks that didn't make it, so seven are written. Um, I'm half of the vocal, vocals, writing sort of the lyrics for that. Uh, most, of the, most of the, the instrumental music, or the, the guitars and stuff is, is, I'd say it's ready to be, to be sent to be mixed, but I'm not going to do anything with that till, I'll probably record everything, let it sit for a month and go back and listen to it and go, yeah, this sounds pretty good or no, that's actually, it's really bad. Mm-hmm. Um, and probably aim to get, to get another album out back end of this year. Um, you know, despite, you know, I'm one of the, I'm pretty fortunate is that I'm still working sort of during the various lockdowns and pandemics around the world and stuff. So for me, this is just a nice way of, you know, once the kids are in bed and all that sort of stuff, family stuff, just say, you know, let's have an hour just to, to myself to do, to do something. Yeah. Um, so yeah. So why not? You know, the ideas are there. Keep getting them out. Yeah. Do you have a? Is there anything you can say about the next album? Like, are we planning on uh, a release this year, next year? Uh, I'd like to get it out again, probably back in the sort of September, October. Um, mm-hmm. I'd probably be looking at getting it out. Uh, in the last album, everything was done in 
I'd finished everything in July, uh, and then we just had a very slow mix on it. You know, I wasn't sure what what, what I was after sound-wise with it being completely new. Whereas this time, you know, I spent a bit more time working out what's sort of the overall sound I'd like on the album. I spent a lot more time getting the guitars tighter and uh, and everything, trying to play nicely together. Um, you know, so hopefully the uh, autumn would be good. Um, just need to get some artwork sorted out, get it get it all sorted. Um, you know, I'd like to get it at some point out on a label, but you know, nowadays it's not essential. That's probably more of a of a childhood kind of dream than uh, than anything really. Um, that's going to make any difference in life, you know. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the songs are there. They're, I think they're better than than what's on this album. I think you know, I've learned a lot off doing the first album. So yeah, and I'm just I'm still going to write songs, whether I release them or not. So I may as well you know, write some good songs and get them out to people and, you know, give people something to listen to. Mm-hmm. Should have penguins doing a ritual murder on the next album cover. <laughs> I'm sure I can find a penguin, a, a penguin to, to hide some of the album art. <laughs> I don't know. Do penguins murder each other? Is that, is that just a human thing? No, I think. Um, I, I've, I've never heard of penguins killing each other. Um, you know, they are obviously they are, they are a tasty treat for for sea for sea lions and stuff. Um, you know, you do quite often see, or you can see, sort of the dead one dotted around. Um, but uh, to be honest, penguins are just hysterically funny. Yeah. Um, if you're there long enough, just just sat nice and relaxed watching them, watch them chase, or the, the little ones chasing each other, um, and just the way they waddle off to sea. You know, it's quite it's quite comical to watch. Um, yeah, it's a good way to spend a couple of hours. There's nothing else to do. Watching penguins waddle off to sea. Beautiful. All right. Well, Richard, that concludes all of my questions. So thank you so much for coming awesome. on. Thank you. Yeah. Thanks. Hello, hello. Or should I say goodbye, goodbye? Thank you so much for listening to the Rock Metal Podcast. I've been your host, John Harris. Please head over to our website at www.therockmetalpodcast.ca. There you can sign up for our newsletter and find out more information about today's show.